0: This week on Geek Explained, part two of X-May 2022 features the return of Dallas, Lexi, and Anne of the Comics Collective podcast as we blow up the X-Men and build them back from scratch. So join us as we rebuild the X-Men for 2022. Welcome back to Geek Explained. I'm your host Eric Azana, and today's episode is part two of X May, our month-long series where we're dedicating the month of May to the. X-Men. Last week, we kicked things off with Lisa and Brad Gullickson of the Comic Book Couples Counseling Podcast, where we talked about the best X-Couples, and this week, we're taking all those couples, all those mutants over there on Krakoa, and we are making them available to be drafted into this year's class of X-Men. I'm going to be joined by Dallas, Lexi, and Anne of the Comics Collective Podcast as we do what I think is going to be now an annual tradition of rebuilding the X-Men team for the coming year with the Hellfire Gala on the way and a possibly brand new team of X-Men going to be coming out of that, there is no better time to discuss what our dream X-Men teams would be for the upcoming season. So tune in for that after the jump. We also have, of course, this week's Comics Countdown, where I chat you up about all the comics you should be checking out. But for now, let's roll right on into our main event, the main course, the entree, if you will, as I rebuild the X-Men with the Comics Countdown. Collective X-Men. Throughout their decades of history, Marvel's Merry Mutants have been at the forefront of the time-honored tradition of ever-changing rosters, whether it's someone going off to be married, someone coming back because they got divorced, or someone coming from the past or the future. The X-Men roster is constantly in flux, and in 2022, it's no different. 2022 sees the Once more, the Hellfire Gala is going to be taking place where we will get the announcement of a brand new X-Men team. What this entails, whether it's going to be blowing up the current team or whether we're just going to slot one more person on there, is yet to be seen. But before we get there, I thought it'd be fun to make this almost an annual tradition in blowing up the X-Men and rebuilding them from scratch. Last year, uh, good brother and friend of the podcast, Doug, from the For Every Kind of Geek YouTube channel came on, and we went balls to the wall in the middle of the X-Men vote 2021 period. Well, now we're a little late, but because this is X-May, it is the appropriate time, and I am joined by the only three people who I would trust to go into a fantasy mutant draft and just completely buy out every single person we've got there we have the amazing the spectacular the sensational comics collective including lexi dallas and Anne. welcome back to the podcast and welcome to x may hello thank you thank you, thank thank you. Thank
1: you. very happy to be here
2: first yeah tag yourself i'm amazing <laughs>
0: Uh, We are, we're here, we are in X-May, it is time, we have the Hellfire Gala on the way, and even though we don't know right now at least i don't who won that x may poll for 2022 we are gonna be building some x-men rosters each one of us has brought our own x-men roster to build and really the only criteria for this was that your team has to include at least one member of that x-men votes cast which let me do the quick rundown here for the uh, for the fans at home. I don't know how you guys feel about this. But I thought the talent pool for this year, not maybe as as high profile as year one. And I don't know how to feel about that. How did you guys feel about the uh, the crop of talent for this year's X-Men vote?
2: I think personally it wasn't as high profile, but I like that a bit better. It felt more even. It felt more. It certainly felt more evenly matched. Last year I felt like all the focus was on like Polaris from day one. True. And this year I felt like I don't know which way it could have swung because it just felt like every character had its own little camp. And that was. I thought that went by much better.
3: I do think that Firestar is a race traitor, but other than that, (laughs) I think that everyone is. Has an equal shot and (laughs) place on the X-Men. We don't let the Avengers onto the X-Men or Spider-Man's spectacular friends. Uh, Other than that, though, it was sad to see armor offered up again as a sacrifice. (laughs) I
2: I want her to
3: win, but she's going to be like an eight-time veteran. She can be like Will Smith winning his first Oscar after like 80 performances.
2: That's going to be armor. So pissed
0: i voted for armor last year and this year i'm just gonna let you know that i honestly i'll vote for her every single year i'll do it she's the bernie sanders of the x-men vote she's the best choice but she isn't gonna win she is the only person worried about global warming on krakoa and i think it's really unfair that no one else is talking about it
3: honestly very true I like, there were some people that I'd never heard of before in my life. And I feel like I'm a pretty good X-Men fan. I was like, who is Micromax? I don't
0: know. I don't know this man.
1: Every uh, single one of them was new to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: wondering. I was wondering. I was like, how many of these people does, like, actually know None. in Not this group? Yeah.
1: But that's kind of cool. Did you
2: see any, like, really, really interesting ones doing your your research for this?
1: Um, there were actually a few. Um, Armor did definitely stand out to me. I don't know if that's because she was the first on the list or if they were just interesting anyway. Um, I also I have my pick, which I'm going to say later. Right. And then I also had Siren, which was kind of cool. Didn't know she existed. She was kind of exciting. Firestar was also exciting. But then I did also see that she, like it said in her bio, like has not claimed that she is. Blah, blah 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 like okay like, why are you on this list damn it get rid of here Get out! but no it was pretty fun pretty fun i definitely went and read about every single one of them which was kind of fun
0: and i think to what Anne was saying earlier like at least this kind of gets those lesser known characters i was like oh okay let me go and check this person out so i can make an actual you know informed choice like everyone did right everyone made an informed choice right I picked red Emma Frost. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So let let me just run this down real quick. So we have armor, the correct choice. We have avalanche. (laughs) We have bling firestar, gentle, gorgon, micromax, penance, siren, and surge. So Mm -hmm. those were your choices. That was the pool you had to pick from. And then from there, you just tell your, tell your story. Grab your people. Let's hop in the ride and just go. So since you are our guests here, I'm going to let you have the stage first. We're going to go through every single member of our team talking about why they are on our team. If there's no reason, that's totally okay. It's your team, your team, your rules. So I'm going to throw it to Dallas first. He's going to lead the charge here. Let us know about your team. Dallas is X-Men.
3: All right, so uh, the D-Men, as we like to call them in the (laughs) business, the Dallywhackers, if you will, they are a team that is based on the principles that I was able to pull from Giant Size X-Men number one. When I look at the Giant Size X-Men number one team, I see a teleporter, I see some brains, I see a flyer, I see a telepath, I see a heavy, a scrapper, a leader, and then a wild card. And so that's kind of how I went through my list. And so first and foremost, the leader of my team, drum roll everyone, you're about to hear the correct choice for leader of the team, Thunderbird, John Proudstar. He is my boy. The first time that I read Claremont's Uncanny X-Men, I fell in love with this guy. I felt like he was the cool version of Wolverine before they decided to make Wolverine cool. Wolverine is very cool now, but there at the beginning, I was like, this is the bad boy with the temper. And then as Al Ewing pointed out in X-Men Red, uh, he had to catch a flight and uh, left the X-Men for 20 years. And having just been resurrected on Krakoa, I think there is nobody... That is more rare and to go to prove that all of mutant history would have been different if he could have been the leader of that team, and so I want John Proudstar as the leader of my X Men.
0: I almost had him on my team as my wild card pick because I'm a, I'm very excited for him. Like to see where he's going. He's getting he's getting his one shot next week. As we're recording this, I think that sounds right. Next week, week after, something like that. But um, as the leader of the X Men. He's X-Men. the moment.
3: He is the moment of the X Men. Listen, Scott Summers is the safest pick that you can have for leader of the X Men. And so I thought to myself, who thinks as little of Scott Summers as
0: I do? And I picked John <laughs> Proudstar. Welcome back to Geek Explain, where Dallas bullies me on my own show. It's going to be great. I feel like he has good leadership
3: potential. I feel like if you give him the reins, he will step up to the task. I kind of think that he plays a very bad second fiddle because he just chafes against authority. If you make him that authority, he kind of defang him. All right. So
0: next up, it's Lexi. Lexi, give us your I, first member. I and also, if you have, if you have like your your prompt for the team.
1: Jeez. Oh, jeez. Okay. Oh, props. Did you say props? No, your prompt. prompt. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I you was like, because I you have can a just prompt. There's one thing that has to be included in the team, but I'll get there. Um, so since we had absolutely no rules other than we had to pick someone from the fancy list, um, I gave myself the prompt, who would I invite on a girls' trip to spring break in Florida with me? Who would be the most exciting? Who would I want to hang out with? And why? Because I also think that that is the number one team that you want to have. A pack of super girlfriends. Super girlfriends. On the trip with you. So here is my first pick, who I also put in charge because I feel like she would have a pretty rockin' itinerary and she seems most exciting. For obvious, drumroll, um, Miss Emma Frost, I feel like she would pack a mean party. Um, for obvious reasons, yeah, thank you. Brava, brava. No, no. And my obvious, I have a paper, I might post this on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I said she's the queen herself. She has a taste for the finer things, mm-hmm. and she's badass. And I feel like she, of all people, would be able to wrangle the rest of the girls in the group. So there we go. That's yeah. my first. Amen.
0: Story.
3: Nice. Listen, if a girl's best friend is a diamond, you have to yeah. go with Emma Frost.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. A queen. A queen diamond yeah. herself. And we, we're so not going to invite Bling Bling. Okay, leave her home. <laughs> <laughs> There's only room for one rock lady, and it is the cool one. Thank you.
0: We're gonna go like sequentially. Each member of her her list is gonna be like, and that's why I kicked out this person.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> and none for Gretchen Wieners. This is
2: the
3: Shade
1: hey. Squad.
0: The Shade Squad you cannot
1: sit on my lunch table. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so, Anne, what mm-hmm. is your first member?
1: Oh,
2: okay. So the approach I took to um, assembling this team here was very, very scientific, actually. I, um, I opened up a blank pick collage, and I just added pictures of random X-Men until I'm like, that looks pretty. And um, <laughs> the, the X-Men I picked, I feel bad because I didn't pick the one I voted for. I voted for Surge, but I put Siren as the X-Vote member of my team.
3: You voted for the nice. racist?
2: Shut hey. up. Okay. Listen.
1: Wait! (laughs) She
0: was getting better. She was getting better.
2: She was getting better. This was post 9-11. They're like, what if we made a character (laughs) who learned to be nice to Muslims? And I was like, why? Why is this a thing? But she looked cool. So I voted for her. I learned later. That's that's all that is. But I I I didn't put her in the scene. That's what matters.
3: (laughs) Alexis is learning as we speak.
0: She was a racist so for two issues. Right. And then she started learning. Yeah. That was her deal. That I, was guess, her I guess I was racist for, for two issues too. So it's okay. <laughs> Dallas's surge. I'm going to need someone to Photoshop that blue wig directly onto Dallas's oh, Dallas face. Dallas could
2: rock it. That,
1: you can oh, pull
0: that off. In New York especially. Oh, yeah
1: you have to make it that far into the episode the twitter is gonna kick me out (laughs) oh
2: it's okay we'll get through this together (laughs) but yeah i picked siren as my my lead because i just feel like she's a character i want to know more about and there's no better way to learn about a character than putting them on the x-men i think about like dallas told me about his um giant size x-men approach earlier and just how he was like looking at like the different styles of like ability that the characters had and i thought about it in the way it's like no one most of these characters premiered in giant size x-men number one and they became instant hits and sensations so i wanted to focus on characters who i'm like i need you to break out in the same way and i feel like siren has a lot of potential her family history goes back really really far with the x-men with her father his name is sean right
1: mm-hmm.
3: yes, yes daddy sean, yeah. hottest daddy sean. On the X- yeah. hottest guy on the x-men
2: i feel like she has the potential to do a lot of the things he did really well but better so I'm all here for Siren leading this new team of X-Men. And she nice. has some backup and some surprises. So I'm excited to go through this team.
0: She do be screaming.
2: <laughs> okay, listen, that wasn't why. but
0: <laughs> It wasn't a knock against her. I it assume. wasn't
2: a knock against her. It was definitely a plus. <laughs> so anyways, going back on mute.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so coming into this, I had a lot to live up to because I got the majority of the team correct four out of seven members i had on there it was more announced and it was i bomb. i felt great sadly my boy uh, vulcan didn't make it onto the team but it's okay because he's on x-men red now and i wanted to kind of go along with that because the idea that i had going into last year's team was hickman's x-men up to that point was the tale of the summers family and all of their boyfriends and girlfriends and i wanted to tell a story similar to that this year i was like okay let's just go full soap opera i want to put characters on here that can tell stories and whose stories can in the current climate of the x-books be utilized i also decided i am not going to rip anyone from any of the books that are currently like part of the destiny of x so i left marauders alone they're safe they're able to fly the skies with their entire roster intact with my leader my first my first pick it was very difficult because i decided i am not going to pick cyclops I told myself, I am not going to pick Cyclops for my leader of the X-Men, which, if you know, was like throwing one of my own children in the river. And then I thought, you know what? I have an even better person, an even better pick to lead the X-Men into this new era, someone who represents what the X-Men are about, someone who will be able to guide not just the team, but also public perception of the team, and someone who can captain the team going forward. It's Captain Krakoa! Captain Krakoa is my leader of the (laughs) X-Men. You're such a son of a gun. I don't know why you're saying that. Captain Krakoa. I thought you were going to go British for a second. No, that man can... Captain British. That man can stay over in Knights of X, which I (laughs) assume is going to be a very good book. But Captain Krakoa... The fearless leader of the X-Men. You got to have a holdover. He's got the leadership qualities you're looking for. Being a captain has a lot of history behind it. He's got to put himself up against captains Britain and America. And I think he's got the moxie. I think he's got what he needs. Uh, He's got leadership experience. He's already the leader of the X-Men. So it's an easy transition of power. He's the face of Krakoa. He's got to be the one who's keeping up appearances. He's got to be the person who is just riding the ship. And I can't think of a better person to put on this list as You're my a criminal. leader. You're a criminal. From Wow. Why? I, what is... I can't believe the you did
2: that to Cyclops.
0: You know... You just kick Cyclops right off the team for this Krakoa gentleman? He's, he's dead, unfortunately. You know... <laughs> With the... Uh, it, it's not like the X-Men can just come back after they've been killed. He was killed very publicly in New York and unfortunately, RIP to my boy Scott Summers, I had to leave him off the list. I
2: so, mean, I've, I've never seen Captain Kukawa and Cyclops in the same place at the same time. So,
0: It's true. Because Cyclops is people. in the dirt. That's yeah. also true. One of the most heartbreaking issues of this Jerry Duggan X-Men run Personally, for me,
1: but, and I uh, laughed.
0: <laughs> I'm sure many other people <laughs> did. They Listen, laughed and danced on my grave as I'll well as I'll give you this. No, uh, oh, no, Cyclops is great. <laughs> you're right. You're right.
3: I'll give you this Cyclops under Jerry Duggan. He's pretty charming. And Pepe La Raza's suit for him is the, my favorite in a very
0: long time. Totally agree. Totally agree. Gets. Yeah. And that Captain Krakoa suit is dynamite, it is wrong in all the right ways. The little conch shell ears that he's got, I
3: love. And it's it. just it's just fun to see him chafing a little bit because yes, there's not a great way for that character to feel like a fish out of water at this point, and so the Captain Krkova twist is
0: a brilliant way to do that. Listeners, I'm gonna pull the rug under you for a moment. Captain Krkova is also Scott Summers. I know you're shocked. I know. I see Alexis, Alexis is shocked started. in real time. Oh my God, she didn't know. <laughs> she didn't know. She didn't know.
1: Do you think Excellent. I know these things? I literally had to Google it, and I was like, "Hey, that guy looks kind of familiar." <laughs> Who is that looks
0: I Looks suspiciously tra- like someone else I know.
1: Hmm. That's why I was going on my
2: bit. I was trying to subtly tell Lexi without her having to.
0: <laughs> I was
3: fully trying to keep up so that she wouldn't I fully
1: know. Only thought we were talking about the plant, uh, <laughs> the island. Who the knows? island of Krakoa like, like is the, the leader. Whole island. Story. I was like, "What? Why did you let me?"
0: Oh man, yeah. I
1: <laughs> I thought we were all in the know.
0: I apologize.
1: Nope. It's, it's a safe bet to assume I am never in the know. Ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I really like I really like the idea of Scott Summers having to be in this Captain Krakoa role. I also like in the last couple issues they've been playing with like kind of his disillusionment of the whole process and Cyclops is always at his best when he is depressed boy who doesn't know where to turn to. So I'm very excited to see where he goes and I'm raring to keep him on this team to keep that, that plot line going. So that's my leader of the X-Men captain. I'm not summers. Krakoa. I can dig it.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. I can dig it. So Dallas,
3: your next pick. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to hit two slots here. Because they kind of go together. So for my teleporter, I'm going to pull from what I've recently been reading. I've recently been reading all of the Utopia era X-Men. In preparation for our, over the Comics Collective, we're about to interview Kieran Gillen. So I had to read all of his his X-Men. And to read his X-Men, I had to read a lot of Matt Fraction's X-Men first. And the standout in that run for me was Pixie. Pixie, for anyone that doesn't know, is a pink lady that teleports and she has a soul dagger and she has these crazy black eyes and pink skin and pink hair and fairy wings. She's awesome. She's brilliant. And I think her being a sort of young character makes it a lot of fun. And then my true galaxy brain idea was for my telepath role. You know, you've got your classics. You've got Jean Grey. She's going to be on Eric's team, okay? You can't take that. You've got Emma. Alexis is going to pick Emma. You can't take Emma. All the other telepaths, I don't care about. Except for the two most brilliant bimbos in the entire X-Men franchise. The ladies mastermind. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone hold the applause. Pixies, sisters the ladies' mastermind, the mistresses of illusion themselves, the twins that were supposed to be one character, but because of editorial became twins that have illusions to trick whole cities of San Francisco into thinking they're in a hippie daydream. I think they are troublemakers. I think they are not very bright. And I think they would bring so much to my team. Can you imagine... Thunderbird trying to explain to the ladies' mastermind while they have next to no clothing on what the upcoming mission is. And they're like, I don't even know what he's talking about, it. They would be the perfect Love Island pair of dum dums on my team. I love it. It's perfect. You're welcome. And they could bully Pixie all the time as her older sisters. And she'd be like, You're not my older sisters. They're so like, We are. We are your older sisters. You're welcome. There you go. Two slots, three people. There's so much to
0: parse through. Good god. Uh, First boss. off, I don't appreciate you calling me out on my First on my all, pick. I
1: also feel called out because she's definitely on my list too. Of all, screw you.
2: I don't appreciate being excluded.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I... I think Pixie's a great pick. I Thank you. Pixie is one of those characters that again, like a lot of the other people who are on the X-Men vote, not a whole lot of people know about. So that will elevate her and then I mean the ladies mastermind. They rule. They I could rule not so pick hard. out the ladies mastermind in a lineup. That's half of the charm.
3: <laughs> you just see two people with a blank gaze in the background. You are like, is that Emma Frost? And you're like, no, not quite. Something's off.
0: Boom, the lady's mastermind. <laughs> oh, God. I, I wish, Listeners, I wish you could have seen our reactions as Dallas is pitching this to us. Just the abject horror as he continued along. It was incredible. It was incredible. Listen, listener, if you don't know, the lady masterminds,
3: they're the daughter of the original mastermind, who was a giant creepo. And the worst, but he is powerful enough at illusions that he was able to trick Jean Grey into thinking she just lived in like the 1600s for an extended period of time. And they both have that power. Can you imagine someone on your team just being like, and the bad guys, all of a sudden, they think they're at the gorilla park. And you're like, what's a gorilla park? And they're like, we made them believe in something called a gorilla park where there's frolicking with gorillas. Anyway, little sister Pixie teleport us in. It's
0: brilliant.
2: This is just your way of getting a Gorilla City in the Marvel yep. Universe, isn't it? Yeah. And it's
0: yeah, 100% no. just like regular Gorilla City. Exactly. Regular exactly. Gorilla City. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all there. Grodd is just there. He's like, this, there's no explanation for this. I'm this just is here. Gorilla
2: Grosh. Same name. <laughs> He's Gorilla
0: Gord. <laughs> gorilla Gord. <laughs> <laughs> just with a honking body shape. Just the most ridiculous looking shape that you could possibly imagine on a gorilla
2: Rob mm-hmm. Liefeld gorilla
0: Ru- yes Bingo. <laughs> Rob Liefeld Rob- loves
3: gorillas because they have hands for feet
2: <laughs> beat me my two seconds?
3: doesn't have to draw feet on a gorilla
0: look for Rob Liefeld on the flash next year in a full in a full gorilla arc
2: <laughs> we're doing jail ape again
0: jail ape flash also has gorilla hand feet <laughs> But that's, it's a, it's a design choice. It's a design choice. Lexi, what is your next pick?
1: Well, I do have to admit my my pick from the list was Serge, most because I was bedazzled by her hair. And I also may have found her a girlfriend in my other characters down the line. But I am now being told that that was a bad choice. <laughs> So, hey, I live a for choice. a redemption I, arc. <clears throat> yeah, I'm
2: I'm here for it. I almost I almost put her on my team specifically to get like because we didn't get a conclusion to that redemption arc. I want to show okay. Surge where she is now. That yeah, she was mine. My...
1: Exciting. Her power sounded cool. She looked like a party. I wanted to see more of her. I'd mm-hmm. never even seen her before, so that's why I picked her. She looked exciting.
0: She she was the party, whether everyone mm-hmm. liked it or not. In that yeah, original run, that's
1: why we want her on this party
2: thank yeah. you her issue is hanging up on my wall right now just because she looks awesome so
1: there we go she, it, she has one of the coolest looking
0: designs
1: yeah listen
3: every miami spring break breach party has a problematic fave and serge <laughs> can be that for you
1: that's true that's tell me
3: true. one spring break that you weren't one of your friends wasn't a little bit off you were like what are you doing i do that's not true. like
0: the miami version of this friend <laughs> Surge and can they're be not that. friends
1: anymore miami ruined friendships
0: that's. That I, I wonder if that's similar to, because I, I grew up on the West Coast, and the Puerto Vallarta experience ah, for mm-hmm. many people had the same effect as what mm-hmm. you're saying the Miami effect has on people.
1: See, I've never been to Miami. I just skim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just know. She just, she just thought of Pitbull. She was like, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> no. I with the X-Men. She's right, like, jokes on you. I have 305 shit, members on my team.
1: See, I gotta, if I'm going to go to Miami, I want superheroes with me bad things happen in miami thank you like gators yeah <laughs> and gators. gators i assume
0: i've never been
1: oh, oh gosh
0: it's just re- republicans <laughs> and gators that as that far as the i can that's see
1: your head. <laughs>
0: that's always what i think about miami is either pitbull or gators it's a very animal friendly state from what i understand
1: animal friendly state <laughs> Scary animals.
2: Yes. <laughs> yep, that's why boomers retire there. Anyways. um, them
1: to the gators. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, God. So, Anne, what is your next pick? And do they also reside in Miami?
2: <laughs> they do not because they're smart. <laughs> My next hey. pick. I feel, I, okay, so my next pick is kind of the co-lead. She's a character who I really think deserves to be on the mainline X-Men team. She's been a mainstay in the New Mutants for, since forever. Um, My pick for the X-Men is Danny Moonstar. Love she's me. A good, she's a good she's,
0: one. Hell
3: she's yeah. She's
2: awesome. And I think that seeing her side-by-side side with Siren as leaders of this team is just perfection. I think they have a really strong base. There's another like veteran, I think Out of my entire roster, I only have, like, one mainstay big X-Men vet. And I'm saving her for last. But I think these two are two that deserve this team and will make the best out of it. So my next choice, though, is where the fun starts.
0: Hell yeah.
3: The fun started with the Lady's Mastermind. No! My
2: pick is better.
1: (laughs) Ah, my next one comes with props. (laughs) Ooh,
0: I'm re- I'm ready for some props.
2: Say so my uh, next one comes with pets, kind of.
1: Did we pick the same damn person? Because no, gonna we be did not. There is <laughs> no way you picked this person. There is not good. a chance in hell. Good.
0: So for my my second in command this is my number two, and completely subverting expectations, especially Dallas's. It's Jean Grey, Marvel Girl. I am nothing if not predictable but I really, I want Jean on this team because I want someone who can be the guiding hand of the team. I want someone who has been there. She's seen it all. She's done it all. And if anything, I think the issue, I can't remember the exact issue number, but the issue of Duggan's X-Men where uh nightmare, uh, fucked around and found out is one of my favorite Jean gray stories in a long time. And, I want more of that. I want more of Jean Grey just absolutely psychically bodying people. And I think we've got a lot of stuff that we haven't done with her yet. There was the whole, with all the uproar of her having her Marvel girl costume, the, the, quote that kept going around is like remember the last time she wore that costume we're like yeah this is the dark phoenix saga we know what was what was your point with this and we just we never got anything we never got a follow-up on that we never got a reason why that was important but i really like her as kind of the the balance the center of the team i want to get stories with her finding her place when it comes to the greater like krakoa nation because it's like, yeah, she's Jean Gray. Everyone knows Jean Grey. She's that friend that everyone's like, oh yeah, I met them that one time. And you can't really like tell anyone anything else about them. And I want more more stories for her. Also, I mean, I don't want to just go back to the well of, hey, let's do another Phoenix story. But I do think that the concept of the Phoenix with the, you know, taking into account the Kirkoan era and with the resurrection protocols and with hope and all this stuff. There's a lot that you could do with her. So that's that's my that's my pick, that's my second in, in command. I can dig it.
3: I really feel like we're overdue for a really good Gene story. Same. ultimately like the last great Gene story was The White Hot Room from 2001. Like it's been 21 years since an excellent Gene Grey story. So, I think you're right to pick Gene. I think it's her year.
0: And you're also right to think that I'm right to pick Gene Grey. So, we're all on the same page here.
3: Well, surprise! She's going to Miami, so <laughs> she's a she's a busy lady. Thank goodness there are two ladies masterminds to fill in Jeez. while she's
0: away. Uh, speaking of which, Knock Dallas, just let's let's get to your next pick, Dallas. All right. So,
3: when you have an X Men team, it is essential to have your POV character. When I think of the X Men, I think of Kitty Pride. Right, She was, for me, the first character. I'm not picking Kitty Pryde. I'm just talking about her. You don't have to make a (laughs) face, Alexis. She is the character that I will always turn to, I will always love, because she was at the heart of one of the first X-Men stories that really hit me hard, God Loves, Man Kills. Um, But in recent years, the little scamp, the little youngin, that I have been the most interested in the character that I love the personality of, I love the perspective of, especially recently with Vita Ayala, and a character that I think can make an excellent scrapper on my team, Honey Badger, Scout. She is my little queen. I want her on the X-Men, frankly. Mm-hmm. I yep. don't need Laura. Hell I yeah. just need Honey Badger to be there coming into her own. Showing that she has her own identity and questioning all the authority along the way, Wolverine's number one role in giant size was to look at Scott and or at Aurora and be like, "I don't know about all this, and I think clone of a clone, clone of a retconned daughter clone, <laughs> Honey Badger could pull it off. I think yeah. she could be my perfect POV scrapper character. And I think she'd learn a lot from." All of the other wonderful people on this team. Did you learn about mischief?
2: Yeah, honestly, redeemed yourself with the Lady Mastermind stuff. This is this yeah. is pretty solid. This totally is pretty agree. dope. All right, and calling her Honey Badger? Yes, please.
3: Listen, you will need to go look at the group chat. I sent you a picture of the Ladies Mastermind, so you oh, can see no. the vision. We saw it with the machine guns back to back.
0: Machine guns?
3: They're brilliant. Imagine them <laughs> teaching Honey Badger about illusions. It's brilliant.
2: Is this a Greg Horn drawing?
3: Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a uh, Greg Land, yeah.
2: Of, but they're both horny Gregs, so it's, yeah, that makes You're sense. You're not wrong.
3: They got the same face. That's how you know it's a Greg Land picture. <laughs> same
0: face.
3: the same five
0: different poses.
3: Got five poses, and everyone got the same face.
2: Jesus Christ.
3: Look at those machine guns. Brilliant. The one on the
2: left looks like Dazzler, but with guns.
3: <laughs> Every blonde in that he definitely reused. Yeah,
0: he definitely reused his Dazzler design for that. No question.
3: <laughs> there was 19 Dazzlers on that team.
1: You know what? <laughs> hey, y'all. I'm, I'm Lady quit quit Mastermind. Hey. <laughs> Every single member of my damn team <laughs> has been name dropped up until this point. So I'm <laughs> just going to
3: quit. Listen, we haven't picked them on
2: our teams. We just love the X-Men.
3: No, you're just and you just talking pick good shit.
1: Ones.
2: <laughs> We love Dazzler. We love Kitty Pride. They're mm-hmm. all great. Yeah, you you have the chance to name drop ones on ours
1: too. So yeah, I don't know anybody else. And
0: Dallas directly called me out for not one but two of my picks. So
1: mm-hmm.
3: we're 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 in. I'm not we're saying the I'm, the, I'm not saying I'm the best in the business, but I'm the best in the business. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I I will now turn it over to Lexi. Who is your next pick?
1: Hmm. I feel like, who should I? Okay, okay. So I'm going to say my next pick is definitely Kate Pride because, number one, she's a captain. Captains come with boats. Boats in Miami are very exciting. Party boat. And she has a little tiny flying dragon. How exciting. Boom. Enough said. Boom. That, yeah,
2: you, you, you got me a dragon. She is the queen yeah. of the
1: party.
0: You had me a party boat. <gasps> Right about Any one. team with Kate Pride on there is going to be immediately yeah. just yeah. up three notches.
1: Yeah, and she seems like the type of person that if you got into anything, she'd be the one that you'd want to call. She'd beat some people up for you.
0: 100%. And she'd get whoever she was beating up tattooed on her knuckles <laughs> before she did it, too. It
3: says Miami. <laughs> and then just some blank. blank <laughs> and then I'm just blank three blank just, knuckles. <laughs>
2: No, they're palm trees. It just says, fuck Miami. There we go. <laughs> Wait, I, I should have asked, it's, it's, are we doing, this is a PG podcast?
0: It's You, you are you are totally allowed. It's not it's anymore. No Sweet. You would have, <laughs> fuck Miami, because that's all you could fit on
1: there. Yeah, <laughs> That last nice. eye wouldn't
0: fit on the on the hands.
1: But it would make Everyone sense. Everyone would be like,
0: what are you saying?
1: It's
3: like no, it's like a banner where she ran out of room and the eye is just really <laughs> little on the corner <laughs> <Just> of her <laughs> pinky. <laughs>
1: Yes.
0: Just one knuckle down. (laughs) Brilliant. Oh my gosh. So, so Anne, what is your next pick?
2: I think all of you can go home now because I've actually mastered this. I picked the best X-Men of all time. Wolverine? No, Punk. Um, Let's see. um, Storm? No, no one cares. Um, The only X-Men that has ever mattered and will ever matter is my dude, Maggot. Maggot is the absolute best. I got him on this team. I made a lot of concessions to get him to fit on this team. I'm sending a picture to the group chat now because I know Lexi needs to see what Maggot looks like. I've been enthralled by this man ever since I picked up the X Men Visual Dictionary way back in 2007, looked at all these weirdos for the first time, and this weirdo stuck out to me more than any other because wow what the actual hell what kind of drugs in the 90s were people on when they said what if we made this dude whose intestines were these kind of cute little bugs called eeny that just pop out give him super strength can eat anything and he turns blue for some reason he is the epitome of strange 90s-ness but i saw it in an article and someone's like if he had come around when grant was on the title he would have been a fan favorite, but because he came out in the nineties, he's just forgotten forgotten schlock. And I'm like that—that that has me won over. I need to see this character actually actually succeed. So, um, yeah, Maggot, best X Men ever. I will not hear a word against him. Perfection,
0: hundred percent. He would be a mainstay in Morrison's mm-hmm. run. If he oh yeah, up there he's actually getting an action figure. I now. did see that. Yeah, looks it looks good. Looks, looks good, of course. Certainly it looks blue. You see, he Maggot. certainly is.
2: Maggot looks good. I don't. I don't know what to say. And they're named Eni and Meenie.
0: Only, only oh, get Mighty and Mo for, uh, for the last last two. <laughs> Not Moe
2: Mo didn't make it.
1: Mo comes out the other end. <laughs> Moe <and>
0: <laughs> Okay. Anyway, he's off the team now. Um.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: So for for my pick speaking of uh, fun 90s schlock my my third member is the enforcer he is the character who gets stuff done if there is a mission to be completed at any cost he is going to complete it it's Mr. Nathan Christopher Summers cable is Yo! on the team shoulder pads for everyone belts aplenty pouches if you ask cable he's got telekinesis and telepathy which yeah i know we already have that but picture both picture both together picture son and stepmom together yeeting people around heating cars and buildings that's what i need that's what i need he's also a weapons expert which i wanted on the team you got to have somebody who knows every single type of gun. Give us a nice little Iron Man 2 J- Justin Hammer montage explaining guns to people. And I also really like how recently he's become more of a spacebound character. He had that great little uh, tie in to uh, Last Annihilation where he brought the exterminators together uh, with the one character that I wanted to be on this list or on my team, but I could not find the time to put her on here boom boom she was on my team last year i love her to death she deserves to be on every team but she is gonna be on a nice little exterminators mini so at least she's on the page somewhere hell yes i'm so excited about that book it's gonna be so good that book's gonna be lit and uh, yeah, I think the thing that I wanted out of Cable as well is to have him kind of be running alongside the X-Men. I kind of see the X-Men book doing his thing. He's on the team and everything. And his side hustle is he's sending out the Exterminators as like that uncanny X-Force team to just mess shit up. And I, I just think that would be super cool. So Cable's on the team. You always need shoulder pads. Uh, that's, that's my enforcer.
3: Is Strife gonna be a bad guy in your against your X-Men? I need some sure, strife. Why not? I need some Strife on the page. Bring him in
0: in all of his chromed out glory.
3: Listen, he has spiky nipples and a giant red cape. He's the peak of Yeah.
0: The How has he never teamed up with, with Madeline Pryor?
3: They'd be brilliant. Both mm-hmm. evil wronged clones of the Summers.
0: Come it on. writes itself. Inferno Hello?
3: three. I'm waiting for Hello, them. Marvel. Um I don't know if you need to hear this, but Erika Zana for Wolverine first off, but then second (laughs) off uh, Madeline Pryor and Strife
2: as the big bads of Destiny Bucks. Thank you. That's all. Third, do anything with Jesse Drake. I fucking dare you. Uh,
0: (laughs) So this is a challenge. It's it's always a challenge, but uh, Dallas, your fourth pick, please. All
3: right, all right, all right. So, every team needs a brain, right? You gotta have a smart character. I mean, one of the big shortcomings of our podcast is that we don't have a brain. And so I wanted the X-Men to have a brain. And the mind behind the X-Men will be none other than Doug Ramsey, Cypher. I like Cypher a lot. I feel like he was the moment in Inferno. His relationship with Krakoa has been great. But I am a little bit past him just sitting up in a branch talking to Krakoa. I want him to be Krakoa's voice out in the world with the X-Men. I think that there were a lot of fun things that Zeb Wells did with Doug Ramsey's powers. Being able to understand all languages, meaning he can understand body language. He can understand... The Languages of War, I think that he would be a really fun asset on the team. So that is my pick for the brains of the organization, Doug Ramsey, Cypher.
1: It's Very good. Very good. Everybody quit. It's great. I mean, Thank you, you.
0: you, you, you got to have somebody who can be your universal translator.
1: That's true.
3: I mean, I figured since I didn't have a telepath that could like uplink everybody and translate everything all the time, I did have to have a Doug. I had, I had to have him
0: always gotta have that. a dog
3: every team needs a dog
0: it does
1: mm-hmm.
0: whether literal or, or metaphorical you need a dog exactly
3: ask yourself am I the dog of my friend group
0: if, you if are, your name is
3: Doug you probably are if you are you're gonna die before the book's over <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then you That's might come so back later terrible. who knows resurrection we'll protocols see. and all that
2: uh, to it, say? it's a long queue <laughs>
0: you just you you just you just go hang out in the in the limbo space for a little bit it's beautiful
2: i just yeah i pictured the the wee theme music (laughs)
0: Uh. (laughs) so lexi what is your next pick i'm very curious
1: my next pick and my personal favorite if i do have to say so myself um i picked lara kinney because I do have to say she is my favorite X-Men so far that we've ever Excellent read on our choice. pod. Love her. I, I put down that she is quite funny. She's the comic relief. She means business. She's kind of cranky but kind of fun. And I also put down that she would be a really good babysitter if anybody got too wild. Because she magically has to babysit a lot of people in her books.
2: Kinda of cranky but kind of fun. I want that on like every Laura <laughs> Kenny comic from now on. Just just that What's quote from you.
1: Kind of cranky, kinda fun. Me. Well, let's see I'm Taylor sure.
0: on every every cover from now on.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. She just needs yeah. to have those on her claws. Kinda cranky, kinda fun.
0: Beautiful. Her her and Kate will have the uh the finger text oh. down. Yeah,
1: they'll, they'll complete like, that each game's it.
0: <laughs> yeah. It it's like a weird like <laughs> they have to put their fists together they to like have a full complete message. Yep. They do like a full <laughs> fusion dance before they put their knuckles <laughs> up together. Yeah, they do. I, I want I at one point ball. just uh Laura on Kate's shoulders, Voltron style, just like yeah. spinning her arms around. <laughs> chicken fights. Come on. Chicken. They chicken find a sentinel. It's on the beach. I would love to see that on the mm-hmm. beach fighting a sentinel like that that would be amazing
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes but yeah I, I
0: i love laura she she was on my team last year i think she's mm-hmm. been doing good in the in the Dugan x-men run i like pairing her and sync together just with all their mm-hmm. shared experience i want more laura focused stories
1: mm-hmm. me too
0: but yep. Yeah, she's she's amazing. She deserves all of the attention that she gets.
2: Yeah. Love Larkini. Glad it's to see her piece. being in Exterminators.
0: Yes. That, folks, that book is going to be incredible.
3: I only have one question. Do you think anyone's going to teach Boom Boom how to read? No,
0: because she doesn't <laughs> need not. to read to blow stuff up, Dallas. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm with Lexi. I hope need. not. I hope not. <laughs> Anybody named Boom Boom does not need to be able to, be able to know how to read. Yeah, yeah. That's just,
0: see, She gets just it.
1: like, does it look like
0: domination a...
3: sometimes <laughs> i think about next wave every single day and boom boom's portrayal <laughs> boom, in next boom, wave I... is iconic
2: <laughs> i think about her kicking that cop at least once a week
0: <laughs> <laughs> alexis you would love next wave
1: yeah i, I i'm intrigued
0: i w- Put it I, w- on the list. I want to be on that episode i'm just going to let you know <laughs> i want to be on the next wave episode I nice. love that book to death. Next Wave. Oh, it's so uh, good. It's, it's got a theme. So Lexi, it's got a theme song. Next wave has its own theme song. They literally it's wrote so a theme good. song for the
3: comic book. You can listen to it on Spotify.
1: <laughs> oh gosh. Monica Rambo.
3: Monica Rambeau is the leader of the team, and she keeps reminding everybody that she led the Avengers at one point, And they're all like, sure, for sure you did. Okay. And she's like, I really did. And they're like, Awesome. <laughs>
1: Good for you.
3: Boom Good boom's like I can't read.
0: And two words: the captain. The that's
1: captain. Me. The captain.
0: Robot, robot man. Robot man. Mm-hmm.
3: Fin Fang Foom puts them in his purple <sighs> pants. It's brilliant.
1: It's great.
0: Read next wave, folks. That's that's what we're getting at here, listeners. And you're you're up. Oh, oh! How do you follow up?
2: I, 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 I didn't bury the lead deep enough. I put Maggot up way too soon. Oh wait, no, I didn't, because the next character is just as cool. I'm going with Shark Girl because, oh my god, imagine being able to turn yourself into a were shark whenever you want. That's the coolest shit I can possibly imagine. As a huge marine biology nerd, this is this is the dream. This is no, I don't, I don't want to be like Aquaman. I want to be Mera. I want to be Shark Girl. I want to have a great like it's like that scene from The Goblin of Fire Was just like the shark head comes out of nowhere. This is this is her. This is an X-Men. This is Wolverine, but if Wolverine got laid, this is incredible. This is I just I keep looking at the picture of her because she is fantastic. She's my idol and she deserves to be everywhere. Every every little girl should be like, I want to be shark girl one day because that's so cool. Every team needs that lovely. slasher. Yeah.
3: Right, Eric, Eric, are you going to apologize to me for Ladies' Mastermind now, or
1: <laughs> what? What's wrong with Shark Girl? Only if you have Lava Boy. <laughs> I better be next. Yeah. <laughs> o- only,
0: only if there's an entire arc where Shark Girl has this rivalry with Jeff the Land Shark. <laughs> just, I need you to look at to, him I need like. You to,
1: yes, I need you to like, get three all
0: issues in. to this. Just three issues to just them and their unending rivalry.
2: Even. Done. A thousand times done.
0: All right. This one now was she, done now strictly she's me. Above, now she's slightly above Lady's Mastermind. I'm sorry, Dallas. What are you?
2: Okay. She's above. She's above. Yeah, she's above, but I'm hurt that she's that low. There are two of them.
1: <laughs> hey, that makes me feel so good because I picked a terrible person and she's beating out you two. <laughs>
2: i don't know how you hate shark girl but okay pop off
0: (laughs) no i i mean you gotta have weird people on your team too right yeah we we keep someone had to pick the bad ones
2: (laughs) (laughs) someone keeps popping off that's for sure people pop off on the timeline about the x-men not having enough non-human passing mutants so What's Airplane. wrong with the go with the shark face? I'm
3: so excited for Beak to be on your team too. <laughs> oh, fuck Beak.
0: I don't care about. We're going to have the participation medal X-Men. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh no. Oh. All right, wh- whoever whoever does the uh the building the X-Men for 2023, make sure that this is your you've got a prompt now. The participation X-Men. Anne's already making five. them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just (laughs) try to make everyone forget that you did the ladies' mastermind illusions. (laughs) (laughs) You're that you're like that kid at the party who's like, "You want to see a magic trick? I spent all night. I know close-up magic now. Let's go." I'm gonna. All he does is just
0: spin in circles three times. He's like, "Now the room is wobbly." illusion, <laughs> illusion. Imagine, imagine trying to be a bad guy when the whole
3: room is wobbly <laughs> forget about it
2: that's that's count vertigo's whole thing
0: yeah i mean i'd rather have count vertigo than the Lady's mastermind man I'm, I'm sorry so i take it you hate machine guns
3: and breast implants <laughs> the ladies mastermind <laughs> coming at you live x-men 2022
1: <laughs> okay
2: you might be what I mean over, it, but I'm not saying anything else. <gasps> Eric
0: <laughs> striking at the heart of Anne is what's going here. So, my uh, my next person is my muscle. She is the powerhouse. She is the tank. She is the moment. She is my X Men vote 2022 pick. Armor Hisako Key. She is the moment. You want to talk about a character who is. <laughs> not just qualified she's overqualified they liked her so much they put her in twice these are the editors going guys she is the one who should be on this team and no one listened to me last year and no one is probably listening to me this year because of race trader but i am still fully on the armor team uh she would be my pov character along with another character who I will get to later and I'm very excited about. I love that her powers have both offensive and defensive options. She's now got team experience with that fun, if flawed secret X-Men one shot that I really enjoyed because again, boom, boom was on the team with armor. So fun. What more do you need? It was a wonderful book that not, not everyone liked and I can't understand why but she's she's part of my youth movement i've got some youth on my team i don't want everyone to be eligible for machine guns and breast implants so i want i want some personality i want some character so armor is my pick armor is my pick she is my puzzle. she rules a very tempered response from dallas which i appreciate
2: yeah, I can't, I can't complain. I think I know why the response might be tempered, but Armor is incredible. Been in love with her forever. Um, yeah, no, no complaints. You're. Uh, I'm mad at the people picking like actual teams. I'm just like, I just want vibes.
0: Uh, uh, Lexi's is a 100% vibe.
2: Yeah, your team is an actual team so far.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Your team is getting published before mine is, being 1000% honest.
1: Can you imagine the actual book out of this shithole that I'm writing over here? Ooh, the exciting man!
0: The best twelve issue maxi that we would get out of this year.
1: Mm-hmm. Period. Never has to be pink. Yeah, yeah, no, here I for say. it.
3: Mm-hmm. I feel like so, with like Pepe Larraz on armor drawing duty, she would make the coolest constructs. Yes, she like, would. we could really see some creative, cool armor getups. And I feel like, like she's grown up enough since like the Whedon era that it'd be fun to see how her powers have
0: leveled up sort of off the page. 100%. Like, I was... I am a Kyle Rayner guy when it comes to all of the Green Lanterns, Mm -hmm. and his constructs are the most exciting. They are the most creative, and I would love to see that approach brought over to Armor and seeing her just come up with the wildest and wackiest shit. So that is... That is why she is on the team. She is incredible, and I just I, I need more Asian people on my team. One Asian person on the X Men is not enough. I need more. I, I struggled in not making this an all Asian team. Maybe next year, Dallas. I mean, you are up. It's, all right. it's worth a shot. It's worth a shot. It is worth a shot. I First personally actually get onto my team at that point. Who knows? I'm hoping.
3: I'm, by then. I'm hoping that Logan is Asian in the MCU. That is my secret. Cross my fingers, hoping. You and me both, buddy. You and me both.
1: I'm hoping he just doesn't show up. <laughs> you
0: Fair. And
2: me both, Foxy. You and me both.
1: Skip right Fair. over Logan and go right to Laura. Just.
2: It's like, you don't watch the Star Wars prequels. You go straight yeah. to the good stuff.
1: No, I didn't even watch the last one that came out. Beach <laughs> to it.
0: <laughs> so Dallas, uh, what is your next pick? All right, my X-Men
3: vote goes to none other than the breakout of the Krakoa era for me. A character I knew almost nothing about, and I was introduced to her in House of X, Powers of Ten. She has since demonstrated that she is like an Emma Frost with a little bit more of an edge and a real Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde to her. I personally voted for Penance, Monet Sainte-Croix. I am a huge fan of Monet. I was really excited about her role in X-Corp. I was disappointed that I didn't love the book, but I still think that she is the moment. I think putting her onto the X-Men would bring a lot of fun, like, cattiness, but a strong moral center to the team. And I... I really liked Grant Morrison's instincts in making Emma the heavy of the team with her being able to turn to diamonds. I think it it would be fun to see a character that may not look as imposing before she activates her powers very quickly demonstrate that she's the threat once things get rolling in a
0: fight. So I personally really like the idea of Monet as my heavy. I think Penance is such a cool character, and getting to follow her from you know Generation X and into nowadays where she's running a corporation—that's that's the kind of girl boss moment you want. That's the girl boss arc you want.
3: It is. Listen, so so far on my team, we have Gaslight with the ladies' mastermind. We have Girl Boss with Penance. And I've got a gatekeep on my team. You haven't met her yet, but we, we have the holy trifecta of a solid X-Men team. So there's a method to
0: the madness. Plus, I would love to see her just punch Thunderbird once. Boom. Just to see it. Just to see it. He's, he's mouthing off as he does when he mm-hmm. does. And uh, just gives him a nice sock on the jaw. I would like to see it.
1: See, she was my first pick, but she had other, um, she had other plans. She had to go be on Dallas's X-Men team. But she couldn't come to Miami.
0: <laughs> so, Lexi, what is your next pick?
1: My next pick is the Miss Jean Grey herself. Yes. I do have to say, I wrote down every friend group needs a slightly unhinged friend, and she is that one. Because she's a little bit spicy- you might not want to poke her buttons all the time. but she's really exciting. She also strikes me as a friend from high school that you like, kind of kept in contact with, but didn't really. But you still invited her because you like her. So, but she ends up being a real fun, real fun time. I,
3: I am so excited. Shameless plug. We're about to cover New X Men. I am so excited okay. for Alexis to read Jean
0: and Emma and how catty they are.
1: Oh. Oh yeah! So I was really going to say, having that's
0: both good. Jean and Emma on your yeah. team, that is. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a spicy it's meatball. Emma's party. Yeah. It's Emma's
1: party. She invited Jean. That's
0: mm-hmm. very big of her. <laughs> I don't believe she would do that for a second, but that's very <laughs> that. big of her.
1: Love that. She,
3: she would invite her just so she could be having a psychic affair with her husband behind her back. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis Keep laughs it. not knowing that that's a real storyline. Oh,
1: I know that's a real storyline. You've sent me pictures of it. <laughs> um, what <laughs> it's on his twitter it's on his twitter i know it is i've seen it uh but no keep your friends close and your enemies even closer i like Miami, it and then like leave it. them in the ocean
0: <laughs> it's, it's that classic like oh weren't there more of you when you guys no, left not at all. no mm-hmm. no
1: you'd you figure with her being
0: life, life incarnate forever. she'd be okay
1: <laughs> nah
0: She's been at the bottom of the ocean before. She'll be fine.
1: She's, she's, she's just fine. a shark girl. She'll be fine. Maybe
0: she, she's
3: back. in chrysalis, and it's not really her doing all of this.
1: I
2: was going to say, Don't you know worry. who do great at the bottom of the ocean? Shark girl.
1: Yeah, they're hanging <laughs> out. It's because shark girl wasn't invited to the party. <laughs>
3: shark girl's just floating in Miami, like, I would have loved to come to girls weekend. Nope. It's like, you're a shark.
1: You can't breathe on land. Sorry. Gosh. The X-Men are about beating
2: prejudices, <laughs> y'all. And you're out here discriminating. Mean and good. I'll have
0: none of it.
1: This is Girl Boss Weekend. How <laughs> is a shark not a boss? Lexi has drawn <laughs>
0: the line of the sand. Shark Girl has not crossed the line to Girl Boss territory, apparently. What is girl? What is Shark
3: Girl's side hustle? Selling seashells? No. No.
1: LuLaRoe only. Thank you.
3: She sheds her teeth and turns them into necklaces.
0: Perhaps cool,
1: it hasn't taken off no. yet.
0: <laughs> hey, she's gonna start selling more stuff on her Etsy store. You just wait. Listen, You're... puka shells Stop. are this close to coming back.
2: Talking a lot of shit about someone who could tear your face open. Just, just saying. Just, just saying.
3: Just... All I'm saying. A couple miles from shore, I'm fine. <laughs> What's she gonna do? Dry out. And she cry? got
2: legs. <laughs> This is the Aquaman (laughs) bullshit all over again.
3: She's going to come up to me like, I've
2: been doing this shit for (laughs) 10 years.
3: And I'll go, illusions. (laughs) And she'll be biting a tree being like, I'm getting him. And I'll be like, no, you haven't. The whole world's
0: wobbly. How are you going to bite me when you're wobbling? (sighs) So, Anne, what is your next pick?
2: My next pick is going to punch Dallas in the face. My next pick is Northstar. Nice. (laughs) I really debated for a while about putting Northstar or Aurora on here. And I'm like, you know, honestly, I like Aurora where she's at right now in the Marauders. And I really, really dug Northstar in the last X Factor run. He, like, really grew on me, and I was so surprised. Um, The fact there's two guys on this list at all is honestly surprising to me, but Northstar is just a character who I want to see more of. His powers are really, really neat. I had no idea he was as fast as he was. So I enjoy the fact that my team has not just a speedster, but a speedster that can fly like the freaking wind. And, yeah, he's going to kick your ass before you realize what's going on. So while you're... You see Shark Girl coming, he's going to hit you first. So while you're standing there being like, is that a shark and a girl? He's going to punch you in the face. So this plan works. No.
1: True. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, no.
2: I do one thing for myself, and it's put Shark Girl <laughs> on this list, and it just gets torn to shreds. I like that he just has pointy little ears. I think that's the best part about him. He's he's a little elf. <laughs> Except in his personality is kind of more like a gremlin, but it's fine.
1: More like an ogre, but that's all right.
3: I like that all three of us picked like a really bitchy character. Like Alexis was like Emma, and I was like Monet, and you were like North Star.
2: Every team needs its asshole. That's just how it works.
0: Speaking of which, my next pick. (laughs) This boy. He is our scout. He is the one who goes in. He's the person who is uh, in charge of crowd control. And he is a character who hasn't gotten a lot of play recently. And I would love to see him be involved because he's got team experience. He knows how to participate and do it well. And he also just, he, he needs to be able to stand on his own apart from his sibling And this silver-haired speedster is going to be joining my team officially. Tommy Shepard's speed is on my team. He is making his Krakoan debut. He is going to be jumping in. And I adore speedsters. I wanted a speedster on my team. And I am so glad that he came back to Krakoa just in time for his mom to die. And now he is here to stay. He's going to be on my team. He's also going to be my POV character alongside armor. The two of them essentially are going to come to this team for very different reasons. And they're each going to have some really cool perspectives because Tommy, even though he's been on Young Avengers, he's got superheroing experience. He's never been on the X-Men and all of his like team stuff recently has just been Him kind of showing up every so often to say, hi, remember me? I'm the other brother that no one cares about. And I just I want him to be able to have some really cool stories. He is part of a one-two punch that I have with another character who I will name next up. But very excited to bring him onto the team and bring him into the fold. It's a family business after all. I like it.
2: I like it. I, I for some reason I just like completely blinked on it. I didn't know Tommy was a mutant. I'm just like, he's just he's got Scarlet Witch stuff going on. That's that's his. Thing. Yeah, he's just, you know he's a little witchy. He's a all
0: all the, things all things being even now with you know trial of Magneto stuff mm-hmm. being maybe it's reset. Who knows? She's <laughs> the Redeemer now, right? You know, I I think there's enough wiggle room there's enough wiggle room on there. Um, At one point when Thunderbird was on my team in an earlier draft, I was like, oh, it'd be really fun for Thunderbird and Speed to kind of have this weird relationship where he's just like, hey, your mom brought me back from the dead after she died. Ain't that cool? And Speed's like, I have no idea who you are, Boomer. And that would have been the dynamic, but unfortunately, again, uh, Thunderbird was cut from the team, but yeah, I just I I really wanted a speedster and I like Tommy's character. I like it. Next <laughs> D- Dallas <laughs> is raring to go. He's he's got a he's got a whole pose that he does now. Uh,
2: whatever it is, I hate it.
0: Back to the real team. <laughs>
3: so every team needs to be able to fly. But not fly so effectively that it breaks the story. The original new X-Men. In Giants has X-Men number one. They had a guy that screamed at the ground so hard that he flew. And I took that with me and I said, who could do something stupid enough at the ground that they could fly? And I decided to carry over a character from the current X-Men team, Miss Lorna Dane, the magnificent woman herself, her green hair, her magnet hands, her coffee cup that has become the number one prop of the era i have been very impressed with how jerry duggan writes her and honestly i don't want her to go away yet i think that she's been a really fun player and i think she would bounce off really well from the other people around us around her in the team i want the mistress of magnetism
0: on my team thank you thank you She is the X Men's it girl in this run right now, Mm -hmm. and I I'm I'm kind of surprised that Lexi didn't put her on her team. I feel like you would. She
1: existed.
0: (laughs) Say Lexi didn't,
2: (laughs) but someone did. (laughs) Man, (laughs) I'm so mad. We were doing (laughs) so well. We were doing so well, and then there's this rare rare moment where Dallas has taste and just like (laughs) just comes out of nowhere.
3: Listen, I would like to see her hang out with the ladies' mastermind and be the good example oh for God. Pixie. The good example for Pixie. It's brilliant.
1: There is a lot of girl bosses on your team.
3: I realize there are only two
0: boys, and <laughs> that's, that's the less. way the X-Men needs to be.
1: <laughs>
2: you know on what, you we agree? Wrong.
0: You're not wrong.
1: Right? I have one guy on mine. Don't know how he weaseled in there. <laughs>
2: Just, just get to Miami. It's like, what?
3: How did you come him. from? Who's this man? And he's like, hey, I'm carrying the bags. Yeah. <laughs> it's true.
1: It's
0: true.
2: I hope it's Proud yeah. Star. Anyway, I don't
1: even know who that all
0: is. right. So, so, Lexi, what is what is your next pick?
1: My next pick, brought to me by a Twitter user that I probably should have screenshotted the name of, but I forgot. So, if you are that Twitter user, you know who you are. <laughs> Um, I picked Dazzler because I never in my life have been more dazzled by a character in my entire life. What a woman. What a woman. She sings. She dances. She roller skates. Jesus, she roller skates. Um, she can convert sound into light beams. So, you know, we have a girl made out of diamonds and someone that can make light beams. Disco ball. Disco Flex. ball on that boat.
3: Lex, you're gonna to get to read her origin in the Dark Phoenix saga this oh, hell month.
1: Yeah. Hell, hell yeah! Hell yeah! Anyone that can roller skate has my respect because I <laughs> have tried many times. I even tried to learn to flirt with a guy that could roller skate, and I did not do well. Can't do it. So respect.
0: Living vicariously through Dazzler, I. Mm-hmm. I can Happy. sympathize. Everyone wants to be Dazzler
1: cool. at one point. hmm Very dazzling.
0: Yeah, you are the more that you fill out this team, the more I'm like, that would be a fun party, boss. Isn't like that's it? great. Incredible. Incredible.
3: <laughs> so I like to think that Dazzler's music sounds
0: like Dua Lipa's music. Right? Like oh, that's that's what plays that in concert? my hair. Yes. Now now that I'm actually like listening to Dua Lipa's music recently, I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. That
1: woman. Side note, I am in a very happy, straight relationship. But I would leave in 2.5 seconds if Dua Lipa even looked at me the right way. So, queen. <laughs> queen. If...
2: Dula peep. Love her.
1: Dula peep. God. Right. If
2: I had a nickel for every time one of the tailors expressed
1: <laughs> queer hints,
2: I would be so rich. We're Anyways. Second hand from <laughs> Honestly, yeah, honestly that's the gay agenda. I just I stay long enough and it just drops <laughs> off.
0: We got a sprinkle.
1: Little, little bit just, enough. <laughs>
0: just enough. Just a soup Just You,
3: a, you <laughs> look just enough at pictures of six year old Dallas and you're like, really? He married oh. a woman?
1: <laughs> fancy. I love okay, that. Cool. And it's good, true. good for him. Well, that's
2: fun. <laughs> this guy, the one who recommended Orville Peck to me. Oh, okay, cool. Orville Peck rules. The one that wore
1: overalls in high school in Layton, Utah?
2: <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I look mm-hmm. good in my overalls.
3: You overalls did, rule. But it was a little
1: progressive for Layton. <laughs>
3: They were like, "Dad, come up! He ain't even wearing them to the field."
1: Dang, he don't even have boots on. What the hell?
2: Where are his pipe boots?
0: So, Ed, what is your next pick? My next
2: pick, because um, already I I outed Polaris because I had to. So I have exactly three characters left, and the last two go together really really well. Um so I'm going to save them for last and I'm going to go ahead and talk about the character who I want to see the most of and that's Mercury. I think Mercury is this great character she was part of the um the the Hellions I believe back um right before the House of M stuff happened. Haven't been able to go and read through that com- entire new Avengers Academy X run, but I remember what I did read, I loved Mercury a lot. I think she has a really cool power. I love people with like these weird shape shifting like plastic man abilities. And I think that she just has an awesome design. She's really shiny and that's cool. And yeah, I just think she's a she's a badass and she's like my self insert for this team. So
0: we're gonna roll with it. Nice. I'm I'm not super familiar with that Academy X run either, but I love me some Hellions. Oh yeah. Love me some Hellions. <laughs> Hellion actually almost made it onto, onto my team. He was this close. Oh, he's so good. He's so cool. He's so cool. I need to reread that again mm-hmm. sometime. But yeah, great pick. Great pick. Thank I you. love also the color, the colors that you're yeah. playing with in your team. It's very visually mm-hmm. exciting.
2: Good. that's That comes from the pick crew. Or not pick crew, but the, the collage. Because I had to make sure that everyone was at least visually distinctive. So
0: Nice. All right, so my next pick, he is my wild card. He is the character who questions authority, he is the character who basically the Swiss army knife for the group. He can fill in with anything he needs, fill in with anything they need, and he's also going to be kind of the hand for speed to bring in this uh this whole Crocoan nation. It's Prodigy. David Allen is my wild card pick. I also adored him in the X Factor run. He was wonderful in that book. And Prodigy's just great, man. I just I I like his powers. He's basically if Taskmaster was actually a good character, and I I really dig what he does. I I like the fact that he not only picks up um the physical attributes, but also you know, he's psychomimetic is his is his ability. And he's also, as Dallas mentioned before, he's our smart guy. He's our one and only brain cell on my team. And I am very excited to bring him on. So I also think that it would be really cool to have him again questioning authority, uh trying to bring out more of that investigative uh, side of the X-Men. Uh I just think it would be cool. And I want. Him and Tommy running around and just palling around and being X Men. I think that'd be amazing. So yeah. that's my pick. I like Prodigy.
2: That's that's a great pick. Oh, sorry, Dallas, you go first.
0: Oh, I was going to say I like the new Avengers line here with Speed and Prodigy coming over. Yeah. that rules. I like it. I I I love that Young Avengers team mm-hmm. and any kind of flavor I can bring into that as well. Yeah,
2: oh, and I'm just glad to see Prodigy. He deserves a lot better after the. Way the X Factor was just kind of chopped up there at the end and just ended so poorly. Uh, he he needs that rebound, and this would be great.
0: Yeah, that the the one like positive out of that book ending when I was like, oh, now I can bring all these kids over to my team. Great, <laughs> they're a good time. I feel
3: like he would have a really good push and pull with Captain Krakoa.
0: Totally agree. Like
3: I feel like Scott is very best when he has somebody to say like, are you sure? Are you sure that's what you're doing? Because Scott is usually right, but he he needs someone to like change it two percent so he yeah. can like nail it down. And I feel like Prodigy would be perfect for that.
0: Yeah, David is absolutely that guy. He's absolutely that. Okay, I know we're, I know that we're doing this, but why are we doing this? And you know, we'd be like two percent better if we did it this way. And I, I again, yeah, like you said, I I just want that push and pull. I think it'd be fun. So Dallas, your next pick. How many picks does everybody have left? This is my final one. Oh, okay.
3: All right. We're heading into the home team. All right. So the first X-Men that ever really made an impression on me, my introduction to the X-Men were the original X-Men movies. I watched OG X-Men probably a million times. I loved it. That and Sam Raimi's Spider-Man are largely responsible for my relationship with comic books. And the character that immediately just visually captured me, the concept enamored me. I was like, that is the superpower right there was none other than the most mischievous character of them all mystique. I think one of the greatest promises of Krakoa is that the villains get to come and be a part of the team. They get amnesty mystique is finally getting her way. She brought back her wife. Destiny is on the Quiet Council in Immortal X-Men. She beat Eric and Charles. I feel like everything that she wants is right in her hands. But I also don't think that Mystique is somebody that just hangs out. Like I feel like she is moments away from ditching the Quiet Council because she needs to get out and feel the air in her hair That little skull on her forehead needs to breathe. And I think that she would be the perfect shape-shifting, moral-shifting, never-quite-know-where-she's-at member and final teammate of my X-Men team.
0: Nice. Yeah, I, I, I was cautious about putting anybody who's on the Quiet Council, but you're absolutely right. She is that person who is sitting in the office like, God... I just need to get back in the, out in the field i'm so bored with all this i also
3: i think it would be really fun to lean into the fact that chris claremont said that mystique was sherlock holmes like her wife irene adler was yes. the irene from that mystique was sherlock holmes listener if you didn't know that and so i would love to see her do some detective work i'm a huge fan of the sherlock holmes books and so i i would play with that a lot hell yeah
0: All right, Lexi, we have your final pick.
1: Final one, and this is more of an honorable mention. I mentioned there was a male that got invited purely because I saw his 2022 Hellfire look, and he kind of looked like a male stripper. So he got invited.
0: You're not narrowing it down that much.
1: Oh, I know. I'm just just drawing it out like Dallas. I'm trying to be eccentric. Doesn't run in the family at all. Um, But I chose none other than Mr. Gambit. Because he looks like a mail stripper, and he looks like he <laughs> would be excited. He is a
3: thought. He is 100%. the perfect. Yes. He is the perfect male like stripper he for your team. He would magically
1: just appear on the beach and be like, "Oh, I didn't know you guys were having a party," and then he would magically be on the boat. Yeah Nope. Alexis, exactly.
3: You know how Ryan Reynolds basically annoyed everyone in Hollywood till he got to be Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Channing Tatum is currently like crying <laughs> to be Gambit. He's been doing it for
0: years. Yep. I think he's going to get his way eventually.
1: Mm-hmm. That makes it even better. That makes my pick even better. Mm-hmm. I would
0: love to see Gambit step out for one night in Miami with one of Emma's coats.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. D- yeah, uh, look Mom at him. He... Look at this man. 100- yeah,
0: 100%. The description
1: mm-hmm. of his coat says cut away from the front so it hangs like a cape, but it has sleeves. That is the description. That is a male stripper if I ever did see one. Mm -hmm.
3: Lex, did you know that he has a Cajun French accent? That's even better. He's perfect. This is wonderful.
1: Perfect. Perfect for Miami Beach, my friend.
0: 100%. No
1: notes.
0: (laughs) So, Anne, Mm -hmm. what is your next pick?
2: So, my next pick is two characters because one needs the other to keep her in check. And going off what Dallas was just talking about, one of the interesting things about the Krakowa era is giving amnesty to previous villains and just getting to see characters act in ways we normally wouldn't get to see them act. And um, maybe I picked her just because I was feeling vibes. But honestly, I think it'd be really interesting to bring in an external. I want to see Selene on the X-Men.
1: Selene!
2: Sorceress! Sorceress. That would be cool. Vampress, yes. I... She scares me, in good ways and bad ways, and I want to see her. There's a reason this team needs a Polaris. There's a reason this team needs a Siren and a Danny Moonstar. And, uh, um, why did I just forget his name? North Star? Did I say Moonstar? Moonstone. I'm sorry. I am completely focused, brain frazzled. I pictured Celine for like two seconds, so naturally that's gonna happen. And you yeah. have to think, like, with a character as powerful as Celine, I need one character on the team, at least one to keep her in check, because she's a very powerful telekinetic character, a very powerful telepathic character. She can drain your life force. So I thought, what better character to keep the leash on her, to keep an eye on her, than one who doesn't have any life force to drain. I'm pulling Dead Girl onto the X-Men. And she is solely responsible for making sure Celine does not start shit. And this is the perfect chance for Dead Girl to get out of that um, little niche of the marvel universe that she exists in right now the ecstatics just kind of exist in that that peter mulligan little area and don't really leave it except for dupe and i think that's a shame because i think dead girl is amazing and she deserves more recognition so that's just my little one-two punch there at the end
0: nice i,
3: I am so excited for the issue five stinger when Celine drains other life out of shark girl And you're like, (gasps) no, but secretly I'm like, yeah,
2: I'm leaving. I'm leaving the pod. (laughs) This is the civil war.
0: And dead girl just turns around like I was looking away for five minutes. No, do pat me on FaceTime. It was supposed to be the
3: summer of dead girl.
2: (laughs) Next time we go through the natural history museum together, it's going to be the cold shoulder the whole time. And I'll be like, you know what you did. (laughs) <laughs> no marine facts for you.
0: No marine facts for you. Celine, just in anything, just makes it 100% more interesting. Oh, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Being on a team as well, I think, would just be such a challenge for her as a character. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Uh, so, my next pick uh, this is a character who's near and dear to my heart. She is the heart of the team. Uh, it's Jubilee. Jubilation Lee nice. is going to be on this team. I love her to death. As a '90s kid, Jubilee was my X Man. She was the character that I introduce that I introed into the X Men with. Um, her powers, lumikinetic explosive light blasting, is the official term. Love that. I love just, it. I just always called it, you know, Sparky Boom Booms. That's that's sparky what she boom does. Got fireworks, glitter bombs, fireworks. But she is arguably the most well-traveled of my entire team. She's been everywhere. She's seen everybody. Everybody loves Jubilee. Everybody likes her. She would essentially be kind of my, my connection to everybody. She's the Nightwing for my group, where everybody's like, yeah, yeah, I fuck with Jubilee. She's great. She is the character who... I would see also as kind of a backup leader. Scott would unbeknownst to her being like, yeah, you should, uh, you should take a point on this one. Just see what happens. Just See what happens. No big deal. And he would be secretly training her up to be the leader to step in if anything ever happened to him. So I love Jubilee. I love her powers. I think bringing her onto the team now that she's been a mom, is also she can bring that great mom energy that every team needs in some form or another. And, I mean, as far as I understand, Shoujo's still a dragon palling around with the Knights of X. So what is an empty nester to do? She's going to go out and start being part of the biggest team in the land. So Jubilee's my pick.
1: I love that. I call my dog that.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: Jubilee. Jubilee. Oh, she's it's a great name now. She's going to bargain me now.
2: <laughs> Absolutely classic. Mm-hmm.
3: She's brilliant. Great choice.
1: Thank you.
2: Do you have honorable
0: mentions? Yes. Let's talk about some honorable mentions.
3: Listen, when I think about an X Men team, I feel the need to stall until someone's name comes to my brain hole. And that person's <laughs> name would be Laura Kinney. I love the all new Wolverine. I think that run by Tom Taylor is right up there next to Claremont's uncanny run and Morrison's new X-Men run as favorite X content. And also Uncanny X-Force rules really hard. I when you were talking about your wild card Eric, I was really pulling for it to be Phantom X. I thought you were going to pick Phantom X because I know That's we both love question. I know we both love Uncanny X-Force. And I was like if someone's going to pick that weirdo character, it'd be my boy Eric. And so honorable mention from me to Phantom X as well. Him and Laura were both this close to being on the
0: team. Yeah. I, I'll i get into it when we get to mine, but Lexi, <laughs> any honorable mentions?
1: Mm, I would have to say maybe Storm because I feel like she would get invited, <laughs> but then say that she's too cool for the party and not come. <laughs> <laughs>
0: She's like, I'm ruling a planet right yeah, now. she's like, I'm a little busy.
1: I'm sorry, I don't have time. She's like, I don't have time. I don't have time for that kid shit. I got
0: yeah. adult no, things to a do. I'm running Mars. Actually, yeah. a little
1: busy, but she's cool.
0: Uh, and any honorable mentions? So, so many. This <laughs> is
2: picking X Men, especially when you're trying to pick like X Men. You feel like don't get the spotlight as as much as they should. Is just like an endless feast and you can never decide what you want to fit on your plate. Um Dust was definitely considered very, very heavily. Um the two I kept thinking I really wanted to give some spotlight to the true um to Petra and to Sway. Both of the characters from that lost X Men team the Vulcan belonged to that I think They're back now, and I want to see more from them because I think they're both interesting characters, and I want to explore the trauma of what happens when you join the X-Men and then die on your first mission. What is that like? Because we got Darwin got to have that spotlight. We obviously saw the toll it took on Vulcan. So I want to see what these two are thinking and if they can come back from that. And, you know, there's others just like Frenzy. Oya was on there, but apparently she's in mutant hell right now. Um and jesse drake of course but jesse drake is a character that takes a lot more work to get to work because she's a mutant but she's not an x-men she's not a hero level mutant yeah if that makes sense but i think she has the potential to be she's an unconscious chameleon and she takes on physical characteristics of people around her and i think if that's a power that she had actually gone to xavier's school and learned about and learned how to control that it could have been something pretty similar to like what Sync has or Rogue, but without her ever having to touch someone. And I think that's, you know, obviously it works well for them. I think she can have a lot of potential if allowed to be explored, but they probably won't allow her to be explored. So I'll let you know in 30 years when she comes back for the next Pride issue.
0: You're not wrong. You're not yeah. wrong. Um, th- that's kind of like the both the great and the terrible thing about the X-Men is that there's so many characters who deserve the spotlight that we just Mm -hmm. don't, they just don't have time for with editorial, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, and that was the difficult thing about the, about these lists is like getting them down to a singular like team. Um, Some of my honorable mentions Dallas already mentioned at phantom X. I. I cannot say enough good things about that Uncanny X Force run. It is iconic. It is one of my favorite comics, bar none, top ten for me. It's wonderful, and Phantom X is a large part of that. Um, I also, I also did have, uh, I had Penance on my mm-hmm. roster as well at one point. Um, I, I toyed at one point with having Jubilee, Penance, and Chamber on the team Ooh, just making it you know a generation x reunion and just seeing how much their lives have changed since that book because oh boy have they um and then of course the number one in my heart boom boom tabitha boom, boom. i i want tabitha on every x-men team and i will continue to have her in consideration for every year going forward but she just missed out because i i I wanted I wanted to give other people the spotlight this one time, which is why, of course, I gave it to you. gave the leadership spot to brand mm. new character Captain Krokoa. I thought that was a brave decision. Yeah, on thank your you. Part. I like
3: to see you branching out that way.
0: Thank you. I you know I get made fun of a lot for how much I love Cyclops on Twitter, so I wanted to throw them a bone.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, very yeah. very respectful of you.
0: <laughs> I appreciate it. So ultimately. So, I just I hope this conversation helps Matt Draper learn about who the X-Men are. I figure he's gotta learn about it at some point. He's he'll he'll figure out who the X-Men are as soon as Daredevil runs into them, I think. I I really think if we
3: focus on the uh, Inferno tie-ins from the Annasenti run of Daredevil,
0: we could bridge him over. That would be the gap, because he, I've talked to him, he still doesn't know really what Inferno was about. He just knows that there was a Daredevil tie-in.
3: I know, I mean, it probably seems like a weird premise, just talking trash cans as a whole line-wide event, but... But,
0: I mean, it works for the X-Men.
3: I mean, as a Daredevil fan, I know he doesn't, like, he's not really into complex stories, just like some real beat-em-up stuff.
0: He's really not, not a comic guy, from what I understand. He doesn't like them, from what I understand. That's Owen's gig.
3: Yeah, Owen does like comics. Uh, Matt is more into drapes
0: and draping people's houses. That is where he gets the. That's where he got the name. Draper. I never made that connection.
3: Yeah, yeah. I he's coming over to do my drapes soon.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, that is a. I think he's on my. Yeah, it's going to be a a commute. It's going to be a commute,
3: but it drives
0: um, straight there. Drive straight back.
3: Yeah, I do hope that he's on time though, because I am a, a a cruel, cruel employer. So not Good a minute.
0: Good to know. I feel bad for for the both of you. But uh... yeah, true. I
1: don't even get paid to be here. Not what?
3: At... She's yeah. an an indentured podcaster.
1: They hold me <laughs> against my will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so these are the teams that we have built for the X Men twenty twenty two again. This is prior to the uh, 2022 Hellfire Gala. So we'll see. We'll see what these teams shape up to be. Uh, to run down, to recap, uh, Dallas, run us through real quick your team and completion.
3: All right. My team from the top, make it drop. I've got Teleporter, Pixie, Brains, Cypher, Flyer, Polaris, Telepath, the ladies mastermind, Heavy. Tenants, Scrapper, Honey Badger, Leader, Thunderbird, and the wild card, Mystique. Nice. Lexi?
1: All right. Number one, Emma Frost. Number two, Surge. Number three, Lara Kinney. Number four, Kate Pride. Number five, Jean Grey. And number six, Dazzler, with honorable mention, Manhor Gambit. and Uh,
2: number one leader siren number two danny number three maggot goat number four shark girl other goat dallas is jealous number five north star number six polaris number seven mercury eight celine and nine dead girl
0: hell yeah and my team is uh, the Leader, Captain Kokoa, Second in Command, Gene Gray, Enforcer, Cable, the Wild Card, Prodigy, the Muscle, Armor, the Scout, Speed, and the Heart, Jubilee. So these are our teams. These are our teams, listeners. If you have a team that you would like to uh, share with us, feel free to do so. Twitter is, as we're recording this, in flux, so... (laughs) better uh better get your x-men picks in while it's still the wild west uh and i want to say thanks for coming back on the show it's always amazing to talk to the three of you i have been loving some of the recent episodes uh you i mean i say it every single time they come on here if you like what i do you love what they do so go subscribe to them please do all of your plugs where can our listeners find you all
1: don't point (laughs)
2: <laughs> you can find us on twitter at the the comics collective at cmx collective um our individual twitters i'm at An comics i'm at dallas underscore comics
1: i'm at lexi lou underscore comics
3: some some strong branding from all of us <laughs> really good um, stuff i feel like, I, you, I like you were gonna take the lead yeah uh we are trying to be as cool as Eric this month, and we are also doing X-May. Last year, it was so fun to be a part of Eric's, it was so fun to listen along, and so we wanted to get in on the action a little bit, talk about the X-Men for a month straight. So over on our show, the Comics Collective, um, we will be covering new X-Men, and then the Dark Phoenix Saga, and then, no. Then Hellions week two with Eric and then Ah. the Dark Phoenix Saga and then X-Men number seven. We also have an interview with Kieran Gillen this month to talk about Immortal X-Men. Yeah, We are very excited to be talking about the X-Men and very excited for you to come hear how awesome Hellions is and how much Eric loves it in a couple weeks.
0: Very, very excited about it. Um, It's a book that I skipped on reading through the Kirkoan era, and I'm very excited to dip back into it and try and parse through what the hell this book is all about, because I I caught a couple issues when they would do the tie-ins with the bigger events, and I, every single time, was like, okay, these, they they seem fun. They seem fun. So, very excited. Um, Yeah, again. Go check out their stuff. You heard it here first. Just like the legacy virus, Xmay is contagious. We started off last year and we have spread now to another podcast. Xmay is the event that just keeps on giving. Again, thank you so much, guys. It's it's always a pleasure. I love having you on. You are welcome back anytime. And again, go check out their stuff. Their X May content is going to be amazing. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Happy yeah, thank to be thank here. You. We love being here. You're the coolest. No, My favorite podcast
3: right here. Geeksplained.
0: Your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. I want to give a huge thank you to the uncanny Dallas, the astonishing Lexi, and of course, Anne red and <laughs> thank you for tuning in and listening and get ready because more X may is coming your way. Ooh, welcome back to this week's comics countdown this is the segment of our show where i talk about the comics that i think you should be checking out this week whether it's at your local comic book shop a Comicsology, or however you get your comics these are the ones i think you should definitely take a look at but before we get into this week's books we got to take a look back at last week's books with the geeks playing pick of the week of last week And honestly, we had some really great books last week, but ultimately I chose Firepower number 20, Kirkman, Somni, incredible work, some of the best double page spreads that you will find this side of, I don't even know, man, they are doing some of the best work of their careers in this book, definitely check it out, it is wonderful. But that's last week's books. This week, we've got five books for you to check out. Lots of books that came out this week, but I wanted to narrow them down to five that I think you should definitely give a look. Also, quick aside, this last Saturday, as you are listening to this, was Free Comic Book Day. I hope you got a bunch of stuff. I hope you actually spent some money at your comic shop as well. They deserve it. But... Uh, This week, we've got five books to check out, so let's dive into them. First off, X-Men number 11 is written by Jerry Duggan with art by Pepe LaRoz. And uh, yeah, X-Men, I mean, appropriately, we're starting off this week with an X-book. I have been really digging the Duggan X-Men. I think it's a wonderful book, and we're heading to the end of season one for this uh for this team which i think i mean obviously makes sense for this episode since who knows how long we're gonna have this team for hellfire gala is fast approaching and this might be you know one of the last times we get this team together and i think honestly that's something that should be brought into the book as well like make it Just a year-long, you got 12 issues of stories to just tell with this team. And then, I mean, obviously you can keep the creative team on or change them out, but then a whole new class, and you kind of get to structure it like a 12-issue maxi without making it an actual 12-issue maxi. But that's just me. Either way, let's go ahead and dive into the synopsis. High Rollers. The women of the X-Men are heading for the hottest action in the galaxy. Game world. But if it's true that the house always wins, our ex ladies might be in over their heads. Yeah, that sounds fun. Uh, Girls Night Out. I think Lexi will be very excited about this book. Uh, Next up, we have Jurassic League number one. This one has been hotly anticipated, uh, created by Daniel Warren Johnson with art by Juan Gideon. And this is basically Dinosaur Justice League. It's pretty much exactly what you think it is. I will be completely honest with you. I'm not super into this idea. Uh, It's not that I think it's bad. It's not that I'm like, oh, this sucks. Like, I just, I don't have a real interest in it, but... I love Daniel Warren Johnson. I think he is an incredible mind for comics, and I will pick up literally anything he makes. So I'm at least going to give this first issue a try, and I recommend you do too. So let's go ahead and dive into the synopsis here. You know the story An infant escapes the destruction of its home planet and is deposited on Earth to be raised by human parents. A goddess from a lost city defends the truth. A theropod dons the visage of a bat to strike fear into evildoers' hearts. This heroic trinity, alongside a league of other superpowered dinosaurs, joined forces to save a prehistoric Earth from the sinister machinations of Darkseid. Wait, what? Okay, maybe you don't know the story. So join us and bear witness to the brand new, yet older-than-time adventure and experience the Justice League as you have never seen them before. Yeah, this sounds right up uh, Daniel Warren Johnson's alley, and I'm very excited to check it out. I'm hoping that it changes my mind, but we'll just have to see. Next up, we have from one new number one to the end of a current, I guess, season. I don't like this rebranding thing every single time. They want to just tell a new run, but it's Shang-Chi number 12. I love this Shang-Chi book. Jin Lun Yang is... Just doing the most the absolute most and the art by Marcus Toe is incredible and this is this is a strange one because this is issue 12 the book is going to end and then they're going to bring up a brand new uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings at number one but just holding on to all of the same creative team so again I don't like this whole gotta go into a brand new title and renumbering just because we want to take the book in a different direction but i have faith in this creative team i love shang chi so let's just dive into the synopsis blood and monsters finale the power of the ten rings unleashed Earth is under attack from Shang-Chi's grandfather and the forces of Ta Lo. To save his world, Shang-Chi must succumb to his late father's wishes and inherit the Ten Deadly Rings. But will he be able to wield its power, or will its temptations be too much? Yeah, I'm excited that they're kind of dipping into the idea of the rings as a corrupting force, because I don't believe these are the same as the Mandarin's rings. I can't even remember the last time we've seen the Mandarin, to be completely honest with you, but with Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings being a big deal in the MCU, and comics always trying to get those casual fans to come on in, uh, this makes sense. I am... Again, hopeful, and I have I, I have confidence in this creative team to do right by the story that they've been telling. Next up, speaking of a great story that they've been telling, uh, Superman, Son of kal number 11, written by Tom Taylor, art by Tian Tormi. And, I mean, this book rules, right? It's so good. I've just been loving every single issue of this. Jonathan Kent, I gotta say, He's doing his papa proud. I absolutely adore this book. I can't wait to pick this up. Let's go ahead and dive into the synopsis here. The Right Path. Jonathan Kent has faced many challenges in his life as both Superman and a super son. But what will the first son of the last son of Krypton do in the face of many human bombs? John faces a deadly decision and Lex Luthor's alliance with President Bendix deepens in this penultimate chapter of The Rising Saga. So, this sounds like a big, old uh, climax for me. I'm excited about this. I am a little worried about this uh, metahuman suicide bomber story, but I have faith in this team. It's been so good so far. Tom Taylor writes a hell of a Superman, always has, and I can't wait to pick this up every single month that it comes out, so this is a must-get from me. But, the big book of the week, the book I think you should absolutely be picking up is, of course... Captain America Symbol of Truth Number 1 Written by Tochio Yabuchi With art by R.B. Silva It's the Sam Wilson Captain America book y'all I've been waiting for this I know that there was a lot of uh, Discourse I think around Captain America Number 0 and that it was Just a primer and it didn't tell a story And it was like yeah that's what it was for To basically say This is the status quo now Moving on And I am very excited about this new era of Sam Wilson as Captain America. People can say what they want about, oh, he's not my Captain America, or, oh, he's just going to be the second Captain America. But at this point, he's Captain America. That's just what it is. You can disagree. That's fine. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. But the book says Captain America, and it shows Sam Wilson on the cover. He's Captain America, just as the swordsman is now Iron Fist. He is Iron Fist, he's on the cover, he's the Iron Fist. Like, I I don't know, I don't want to get into it because I'm going to go on a rant for a while, but Captain America, Symbol of Truth, number one, very excited, let's dive into the synopsis here. Homeland, part one. Captain America soars again. Sam Wilson picks up the shield once more and enters a world of trouble. Following a lead from Misty Knight, Sam intercepts a mysterious group, hijacking what appears to be an empty train. As he digs deeper, he discovers that the plot may be connected to a crucial piece of Captain America history. And, surprisingly, Wakanda. The world is ready for two Captain Americas, but is Sam Wilson ready for what comes next? Very, very excited about this. I love the almost uh, spy thriller tones in this synopsis, and I'm excited to see what this story has in store for Sam Wilson. But that does it for this week's Comics Countdown. To recap, we have X-Men number 11, Jurassic League number 1, Shang-Chi number 12, Superman Son of Kal-El number 11, and Captain America, Symbol of Truth number (coughs) 1. And that is going to bring us to the wrap up. If this is your first time joining us on the Geek Explain podcast and you like what I do here, feel free to subscribe on the podcasting platform of your choice and give us a rating and review. Honestly, ratings, reviews, and especially subscriptions really do help me out. Really helps the podcast out in this weird podcasting algorithm space, and it gets us out and into the orbit of listeners just like you. We drop new episodes every single Wednesday, and word of mouth really does work wonders. So feel free to like, share, retweet, tell all your friends about how much you like the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And if you give us a five star rating and review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it, I will read your review here live on the podcast. You can write whatever you want. I will be forced to read it. As long as you give me the five stars, go wild. And you'll be able to join the likes of our Red 13, including Seafire ND, from Panels to Pixels, Matt Draper, Burrito Man 88, Doug from For Every Kind of Geek, Don Swanson, That Guy Brian, Mouth Dork, Dallas Meeks, Amazing Spider Fan, Alok and AZ, Sass, and Jedi Jesse 20. I want to say a huge thank you to all of these fine folks for their reviews, and I cannot wait to hear yours. Also if you want to be part of our Geek explained mailbag if you have a question for me, have a message for the show, uh, maybe a recommendation. Uh, if you want a recommendation from me, maybe a quick pitch or have a request for a future episode, you can send me emails. I'm an old man. I still read emails. So you can send them to geeksplained at gmail.com. Just put mailbag in the subject header and I will read them here just like our good friend Michael Cox. Uh, always good to hear from him. He's a good brother, long-time listener as well. Uh, Michael writes, Happy Exmay, Eric. Happy Exmay, and also with you. When it comes to any long-running series, I prefer collected editions of arcs slash events. With the reign of X, it seems Marvel has been rolling the collected issues out in a much slower fashion than Dawn of X. That being said, it hasn't stopped me from picking up the Hellfire Gala and Inferno hardcovers, even if the trade paperbacks haven't reached those events yet. My question is, can the Gala and Inferno events be read back-to-back, or will I be missing out on important developments that occurred between these two events? Is there, or if there are any specific issues I should be aware of, which ones are they? As always, love the pod of the book club. Y'all do a great job. Thank you so much, Mike. Um, Yes, obviously the Reign of X rollout has been kind of strange. I think they, you know, the big pivot that they had with Hickman leaving the line has... Kind of sent them into a tizzy, but they are still pumping out some great stuff. When it comes to between the Hellfire Gala and Inferno, that was such a whirlwind of a time because we found out right after the uh the events of Hellfire Gala. Oh yeah, Hickman's leaving. So everything was kind of topsy-turvy. We didn't know what books were relevant, what books weren't, the ones that I would recommend um because I believe Hickman wraps up his role in uh or before the Hellfire Gala. I might be wrong on that, but I believe he does. So Really, the only thing that I would recommend, and I know that some people are going to be like, nah, is uh, Trial of Magneto. Hellfire Gala leads directly into the Trial of Magneto because there is an event that happens there that obviously has some weight and some bearing, even though it really hasn't been picked up on as a plot point since then uh i would recommend it i like the story a lot it's not everybody's cup of tea but trial of magneto i thought was great and it sells kind of where magneto's head is at going into inferno um really besides that a lot of books did end so anything that you have already been like following um on, not on this podcast, but on the podcast of our wonderful guests this week, uh, Dallas, Anne, and Lexi the Comics Collective Podcast. I'm going to be going over there to talk Hellions, which I, for some reason, didn't read during its run during the initial uh, Dawn of X and Reign of X eras. I would check it out. A lot of books did end up ending, which kind of sucks. But if you are looking... Strictly for important developments between uh, Hellfire Gala and Inferno, I would honestly say just the Trial of Magneto. If you're looking for major events, if you're looking for more uh, story beats, I believe the Duggan X-Men series did start pretty instantly after the uh the hellfire gala so i would pick that up i would check that out otherwise i think it's a pretty pretty straightforward line from uh from hellfire gala to trial of magneto to inferno so those are the ones i think you should pick up but i mean honestly there's a bunch of books that i would of course recommend um Obviously Marauders is fantastic and that kind of leads into a lot of the choices that are made both during Inferno and after Inferno and I think that any characters, any characters who were plucked from other books and were, you know, slotted into either the Quiet Council for Immortal X-Men or X-Men Red, which is, uh, you know, the new Mars book that storm is kind of taking the lead on and magneto does go from inferno into x-men red i would recommend those so again marauders (laughs) um but yeah honestly it's it's just a big i would say 2021 was a big jump from you know you go 10 of swords if anyone wants to be completely confused but also kind of have the through line for the events uh House of Expires of Ten, Ten of Swords, Hellfire Gala, Trial of Magneto, Into Inferno is a five-act story that may be leaving out a lot of details, but I do think is worth the read. I just honestly reread Ten of Swords, and I loved it. I loved it just as much as I did the first time, so... Reread that if you haven't in a while. But yeah, to answer your question in the most long-winded way possible, I think just Trial of Magneto. If you go Hellfire Gala, Trial of Magneto, Inferno, you should be in good shape. So if you would like to have your email read and... Answered in a very long-form fashion. Uh, You can be like our good brother Mike and send your emails to geeksplain at gmail.com. Put mailbag in the subject header and I will read them here. Also, if you want to keep up to date with the podcast... uh, Participate in polls that decide future episodes, get announcements for the podcast, or maybe you just want to shoot the shit with me on the latest geeky news. You can follow us on the socials Instagram and Twitter at Geek Explained Pod. That's at Geek Explained Pod. And finally, we do a book club, if you didn't know. Every single Friday, I, alongside my amazing friends Malcolm Russell Nelson and Jacob Brown, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Ultimate Spider-Man. We just wrapped up Volume 18, which was the end of Mark Bagley's time on the book. And this Friday, we are kicking off a whole new era, with Brian Michael Bendis being joined by the incomparable Stuart Immonen. Very excited to dive into that. So, tune in for that this Friday and every Friday because Spidey Fridays are the place to be. But that wraps up this week's episode. I want to say once again a huge thank you to Dallas Anne and Lexi from the Comics Collective podcast for guesting on this week and the buck doesn't stop there. The excitement, the X-May fever does not stop here. Head on over to their podcast, the Comics Collective, available wherever you find podcasts for their episode on Hellions featuring me. I am going on that podcast to talk about a book that I did not read while it was coming out, but I absolutely fell in love with. So tune in to them for that. And next week, very excited about this, we are going from the world of comic books to the world of animation as I'm joined by YouTuber, filmmaker, and just all around excellent dude Patrick Willems to discuss the pride of the X-Men, a hidden gem, one of my favorite X-Men properties, and to basically talk about what happened to it. So tune in for that next week, same geek time, same geek channel. But for now, for Explained, this is Eric Azana. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, and we will see you next time.